Welcome to the E&S Wolves podcast with your host, Nathan Judah, and Wolves correspondent, Tim Spears. Well, hello everybody, welcome to episode 125, that's 125, it is the ENS Wolves Podcast, I'm your host, Nathan Judah, we've come to you from Austria, we've come to you from Switzerland, we've come to you from a travel lodge in Cardiff, and now we're coming to you from Shanghai. Bebe, the puddy is massive in China, we have gone global, and I'll be joined, delighted, delighted to be joined by the man, the myth, the legend that is Mr. Wolverhampton Wanderers reporter for the Express and Star, still just Mr. Timothy Spears. Tim, how's it going? Hello, hello. What is going right. on, baby? You uh, you you you're a little bit fresh. You've uh, you, you've you've had a bit of a night last night. Bit a bit of pool. You um, beers. Uh yeah yeah late night. So you friends? <laughs> sort of. Um, what was his name? What was his name? Jay Z called himself. Jay Z did he? And Richard. You mean you mean Zhang Wan? Was it Richard? Um, or Frank? Something like that. Yeah. You're fiddling with my knobs. I am sorry. I'm just you, turning, turning your volume down a little bit. Uh, so yeah, no, yeah, good guys, good pool, good. <laughs> they be, they had. Uh, sorry, I, I, I'll, I'll get better in a minute. Wow, um, wow, that's a great way to start after that, two months off. Now these lads had a table of like, must be about thirty bottles of beer. Yeah, that they just bought and had stashed on their table. Astonishing amount. A whole bottle of Jaeger. Whole bottle of Jaeger, lots of whiskey and coke, and um, and they just started giving it to us. So um, we took it. Right. <laughs> played pool with them, um, and then I was walking home, and the the sunrise was across Shanghai. Of course, I'm trying to find a kebab house for a long time. Um, doesn't really seem to exist uh, in Shanghai. What a kebab house? Yeah. Well, how would you how would you um, ask that question? Um, through Google Translate. Oh. <laughs> Which is which has proved quite useful this week. So there's not many people speak much English. No, there's one there's one time when a kebab house of the best meat would be in the UK rather than a kebab house in China. That's true. Yeah, you've had a, you've had a couple of. It's it's been a successful week by and large. We've we've got by. Um, we have. We're but, still we're still standing. But you you have struggled um, on on the food front. Yeah, yeah, more more so than I thought. To be honest, not not due to um, lack of trying and, and keeping to English food. We're not bullying going to McDonald's every other day. But um, I've tried to, I've tried to, you know, embrace the culture. But I've just made some bad choices. Um, the train station in uh, in Shanghai was it was a, oh no, it was in Nanjing, wasn't it? When we arrived, that was probably the the worst part of my trip, I think, so far. Even the Wolves lads have watched that video. Have they? Yeah, it came up in conversation yesterday. Um, uh, why? Because I swore it and you posted it. Um, no, 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 no. Fully enough, no. The swear word wasn't the main talking point. It's the fact you ate an eyeball. <laughs> Um, or whatever it was, or an anus, honestly, um, or, honestly, or, or or bollock. It, I think it, it was either one or the other because the crunch when you got through the cornea and the, the cart- cornea <laughs> and, back, and, and the cartilage, it was absolutely grim. I, mean, I couldn't obviously I couldn't couldn't digest it. And I couldn't I just couldn't chew it. But it was absolutely 
horrific, horrific. And that's the problem, isn't it? I think when we're choosing, because there's a lot of pictures on these boards, but you don't really know what they are. And I can't be bothered to use a translator. And your friend last night was showing us where you can kind of like camera shot it and then it translates it into English for you. But, you know, when, you, when you're putting pressure on there and people are behind you in your queue, you've got to point and hope for the best. And, and my pointing skills have been have been distinctly lacking so far. I've never seen you make that face before. No. Um, no. No, never. No. Never. It, was, it wasn't a put on reaction. I, th- I, th- I, think, I think, think there are plenty, plenty of women that have seen that look before. Wow. <laughs> at 9am at, at 9 the next morning. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> it didn't take long. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, look, we're in Shanghai. What do you make of it so far? It is all a bit cray-cray, isn't it? But, but I'm, I'm enjoying it, and I think we're embracing it. It's it's a it's a crazy crazy city. Um, it's twenty four seven. It's mad. It's bonkers. The people here are just crazy, absolutely insane. But it's it's brilliant. You got, you got to embrace it. And I've I've really really enjoyed it actually. Um, I, I would I'd definitely come back to China. I think it's great. There's some lots of weird weird customs and social kind of rules to get your head around. Um, but what, once you're through that, then. Um, you can really enjoy it and make the most of it. I mean, it comes alive at night, I've got to say. Yeah, it's beautiful. As soon as it goes dark, it just it just turns into um, a painting, to mm, be honest. Mm-hmm. You know, the skyline is just absolutely glorious across across the Bund, which is which is like the river area. People might have seen some pictures we've been putting out. It's absolutely stunning. And, yeah, just, uh, yeah, really enjoying it, mate. Really enjoying it. Um, I, I tell you what's not stunning. The prices in the supermarkets... For food, yeah. So like, so we we've been trying to find. Oh God, I mean, we tried to find. Uh, so, uh, somebody somebody reliably informed me that there were Tesco's in Shanghai. Not me, by the way. And I googled them, and there were three apparently. One just around the corner from us, Tesco Express. Which which when you're getting a food shop on an express and star expenses budget. A Tesla Express is probably the best way to get your base foods for the week. Yeah, and we were told it's it's still a Chinese supermarket, but they do have imported English foods in yeah, there. And, you yeah, know, Tesco's familiar. It's nice. Well, for you, it's not for me. A bit well, yeah. to me, but we're, we're moving down. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's, yeah, well, no Waitrose here. No. So anyway, around the corner was Tesco Express, we were told. Um, first day, that was one of the things we tried to do. It's closed down, of course. Yeah, shock. Anyway, so we... we so um, it wasn't closed down though, on the first day. Piano stores. Yeah, piano stores. You, you, you can't eat in China. But I tell you what, you can be a fantastic musician. Yeah, there's about four piano stores in one street. Um, so then the next day we tried to find the big, the big Tesco supermarket. Um, the woman who, who runs our Airbnb assured us it was there as well. So we spent uh, 40 minutes walking there because we went in the wrong direction, thanks to me. Yeah. And uh, that was closed as well. Closed. So <laughs> we have struggled. But we, did, we, have, we have found somewhere um, that sells... Familiar foods, but yeah, the the they're imported foods like a bit of cheddar, a, a small, it was mo- small, mo- mo- pack, modest sized block of cheddar is about seven quid. Because um, all the imported food is just ridiculous. A but but Greek, your local your local Chinese food is like a quid or two yeah. for some decent stuff. A Greek not percent yogurt is is about six quid a, a tiny pot. Um, what else? Is Good there? job you only bought five then. <laughs> <bloody hell. laughs> <laughs> um, well, it's sorting me out. I still need some more. Um, what else? A peach, four quid. Just one peach. Astonishing, really. Yeah, it's mental. But then, but then you, you go to a little a little Chinese restaurant, and you can. I mean, I had the best sweet and sour pork of my life oh, the other yeah, day. You were, you were literally. It was crunchy. 
It was had a delicious tang to it. You it was ju- it was juicy, juicy dribbling. Oh, uh, I, I couldn't get enough of it. Uh, um, and that was about. We went back for seconds, even. And that was about five quid in English money. Yeah, was, yeah amazing. Yeah. So yeah, we're getting by, but it's it's been um, it's been a helter skelter week. Lots of events going on. Wolves obviously not just here to train and play a match or two. Mm. You know they're doing an awful lot of stuff off the field. There's events happening every day, so it's been very very busy trying to get your way around the city. Um, obviously, it's extremely busy on the roads and even just walking around. So um, yeah, green, a green man doesn't mean a green man, by the way. Here, green man doesn't mean a green man. They just they just drive through it, so they're a bit lawless in that regard. So so getting navigating around can be a bit <clears throat> bit of trouble. Taxi drivers have had massive problems with. So and then and then connection problems as well, like Wi-Fi. So it just kind of slows the whole day down. Honestly, yeah. we we just looked at each other and, and the day's just gone. Yeah, it's it is crazy and it is. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm absolutely loving to be here, but it is a, a hell of a day. You know, getting up yeah. at ten eleven, and we're not finishing work until one two in the morning. But we love it for you, Pete. No, it's brilliant. It's been. Um, I think it's been. I'm sure Wolves will say at the end of the week. It's been a hugely successful week already. Yeah. Um, and that, and not even talking about the match, really. No. But that's what they're here for. They're here to raise their profile. The mega store opening was incredible. The fashion show extremely well received, and there's so many people there. Um, they've done lots of other stuff throughout the week, and it's all it's all gone really, really well. Yeah, I mean, look, before they came out here, you'd have thought, and we we kind of we kind of talked about it as well, saying, "Wish we we're going back to Switzerland, and it's a long trip, and you know they've got Europa League, the, the you know the Thursday night when they get back on the on the Sunday." Um, you know, could they do without this? But I think, like you say, everyone's kind of embraced it here, um, and and that includes the players and the staff and the management. And it's obviously been organised superbly well from Wolves China and from the commercial team and the promotions department. And um, I think everyone's having a pretty good time. Yeah, completely agree. Okay, um, so come on, talk about the fashion show then, because that was for me. That was one of the highlights of the trip so far. Uh, well, I think you should talk. About, it was. It wasn't a highlight for me. I think. Why? You should, I think you should talk about that. You were so into it with all the mankinis and. Wasn't well, mankini? They were just you know fashion models showing off incredible Wolves merchandise, not to be probably seen on the UK shores for a while, at least until twenty ninety six. It was just surreal. I mean, you hear you hear the words Wolves fashion show, and you think it'll be diabolical. Um, but uh, you know, you got Wayne from Whit Marines wearing the 1974 League Cup shirt, or whatever. Um, but it wasn't. It wasn't like that. It was. It seemed really glitzy, high end stuff. Lots of VIPs there. It was Lots very of well done. Celebrities, George Chinese. I mean, I haven't got a clue who they are. But no. there's um, YouTube stars, and there's a lot of influence out influencers out here from all over the world, not just us. Um, and uh, look, I think the players kind of enjoyed it. To be fair. Um, and the, look, the, the view at the top of that hotel for the fashion show was incredible. In fact, anything with a decent a decent height has got a superb view, really. And it is very special. I thought the mega store was. I mean, it's not huge, is it? The mega store, but at the same time, there's, there's two pop up stores. There's a mega store, and and look, it's 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 the small steps to to hopefully. Yeah, they, well, they can't open a, a huge mega store the size of the one back in Wolverhampton and expect people to just turn up and pay for stuff every day. So it's small steps, really. It's in a fantastic location in in a new shopping centre, which is um, still got a lot of uh, empty units, but they're all going to be filled by September. It's mm. right in the middle of Shanghai. It's a great location, but it's more just the event, really, and the fact that they launched it. Hundreds of Chinese fans screaming, wanting selfies. Some woman shouting Terry Taylor's name. One of the most bizarre things I've ever seen in my life. Terry Taylor, Terry Taylor, Terry Taylor. <laughs> He's never, never, never even been on the bench for Wolves. What, like, did, he, what did he do, Terry Taylor, when he, when he heard that? 
I mean, he, where he had to go, he's like, oh, sorry, sorry, go, 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 go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he didn't oh, even stop. Wow. Uh, poor, start, poor, start, poor lass. Start as you mean to go on, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm good, mate. Uh, so, um, but the, the the scale of that was was unbelievable, and all the Wolves kind of staff were there, and the players just kind of shaking their heads in like disbelief as to what was going on. Really, it shows you how it shows you just how far this club's come in a, in a couple of years. You're seeing people wearing Wolves tops in the streets. Eating um, Wolves ice cream. Eating Wolves ice cream. I've had I've had two. Chinese people come up to me and say, "Are you Tim Spears?" Um, Which you've said no, no. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's just mental, mental. Um, and speaking to Ryan Bennett after the match on Wednesday, and uh, he kind of suggesting that you know even even he's been getting a lot of recognition as well. Like I said, if Terry Taylor is, then then all the first team players are, and yeah. they're really surprised by it. They weren't expecting it, but they say it's really nice. And the only the only disappointing, I guess, from Wolves' players' point of view is the hotel they're staying in. It's pretty pretty dire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, it's it's inc- it's uh, it's amazing. I mean, Fosun own it, so they can manage to sort everybody out. It's it's luxurious and it's got everything they need. I mean, as is the case for the whole trip, really. I mean, as you'd expect. Mm. Yeah, you know, this is Fosun's hometown. They know exactly what they're doing, um, and that's why it's run so smoothly. Absolutely, um, I've been to quite a few events as well. We're we're kind of all over the place, aren't we? At the moment with press conferences and different events and community events. Uh, what's been your favourite one that you've you've attended? Uh, the mega the mega store was the highlight, I think, for me. And then um, I went to a nice little community event yesterday. Gibbs White and um, Ed Francis, one of the under twenty three players, and Christian Marquez is in the under eighteens. And he's taller than everybody in there, by the way. Is he? Um, speaks five languages. Unbelievable. He's wow. he's one to watch, centre half. Um, that was really nice watching them all interact with like these three year old kids with footballs and stuff. And um, that, there's been a lot of that going on as well. Actually, you can read a feature on the website today about all the charity work they're doing. Obviously, Wolves have got a foundation and they do lots of stuff in Wolverhampton. But yeah. Foson have got a foundation and they do stuff across China, basically just helping school kids be active. Mm. With like coaching football sessions and stuff like that, yeah. you know, si- simple premise, but they do a lot of it. And the two foundations are kind of joined up this week, and they're doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Jeff, she's very big on it. It's really nice to see. Mm. Um, and look, the weather is hot, hot. I don't think I can quite explain the humidity. I've never ever experienced anything like it. And been, you know, to a lot of great places all over the world. But when you come out and that heat hits you. And we, we were, what, about a, a 15-minute walk to the hotel, to the team hotel. I mean, we're pitting. It's I mean, sweating, it's dripping, yeah, it's not I, nice. I guess but people who've been to Asia before might have experienced it. But yeah, you, you, there's, there's a lot of aircon everywhere when you're inside and then and in, and in taxis. And then you go outside, yeah, it, just, it hits you like a wall. Within minutes? Um, well, with it, no, literally, it hits, oh, yeah. it hits you like a wall as, yeah. as you walk out. And it's like suffocating. I mean, how they play football in it, I, I don't mm-hmm. know. You know, again, speaking to Ryan Bennett, and he was saying how you kind of just don't think about it when you're playing because because you don't you think about the match, but yeah. um, but it definitely makes you more tired, more out of breath. You sweat a lot more, and you need to drink more. But how, I mean, how they played in that humidity the other day, it was yeah. roasting. Oh, it's crazy. I mean, we'll um, come on to that in a bit, but yeah, I mean, it's just but but fair, fair play. I mean. You know, you just got to make sure you bring a lot of clothes, and you've got a washing machine here. You used it a few times; it's always a bonus. No, I don't know why you won't use it. It's fine. I, I don't know how you do it. Well, I'll, I'll do it for you. No, I don't. You've no, never I used don't. one in your life, apparently. Yeah, but yeah, but have you, have you got some kind of like softener in there? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Is it decent? Well, it's, it's worked fine. My clothes are all. I know, but my kind of skin sensitive, so I. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's cute. That is cute. Um, look, let's go. Let's go. Let's rewind back a bit, okay? Because. Um, before we even get on this trip, there was a, there was a bit of doom and gloom. There was there was there was some some worried 
uh, people on, on Twitter well, and th- the I mix. Think, I think there still are in. I'm curious to hear from people kind of because we're all here and in the bubble, but yeah. back home, there's still no signings, man. Pat- you know, are people still worried, or is that 4 0 win the other day kind of calmed everyone down? That, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, from, from, from your point of view, from, from where Wolves are now with the season starting in, well, the Europa League starting next Thursday, but I wouldn't call that the season. I would say maybe in a couple or two or three weeks' time, that's when the, the business side starts. Do you feel that, that Wolves are, are in, um, in dire straits compared to signings? Obviously, they've let two go. Or do you feel that, the, you know, they're on par with a lot of other clubs in the Premier League who haven't made signings yet. Um, look, most most of the clubs have made signings, but Wolves is the plan. And bearing in mind, it's the nineteenth of July today, and the Premier League season, which is the proper season, doesn't start until the eleventh of August for Wolves. So, still quite a way to go. Um, and another another transfer deadline is just before that. Um, and the plan this summer was always to to bin a couple off. And, and the ones we expected to go have gone. So that's Costa, Cavalero and, and Courtney Hawes, as well as a few others. But they're the main ones to go. We always expected that. And I'm told that they want to bring in three or four first-team signings. That's still the case. Now, yes, they would like to have done that by now. Um, we saw this issue last season. The, the issue for me is last season they brought in Traore and Dendonka late. And we saw it, we saw it affect both of their seasons, particularly Dendonka. Um, Traore maybe not as much because he actually started quite well and tailed off a bit yeah. but still he wanted a pre-season with Nuno but Dendonka I mean we didn't see him until December so if they're going to bring players in late again you might have that issue that's the problem for me however this, the plan is still to sign three or four first team players they will do that they, they will do that they're, they're not going to go into season with this squad the proper season and I'm not I'm not being I'm not being funny but Crusaders you know next week mm. it's, it's they're a part time team yeah of course yeah we walk over yeah it should be of course it should be with the team that they've yeah. got with the team that that absolutely destroyed Newcastle the other night and then the second qualifying round of the Europa League should, should only be a slightly higher standard because Wolves will still be seeded for that draw yeah. sorry the third qualifying round but the second tie that they'll play yeah. so the the need for signings is pressing but it's not necessarily very urgent yet and they'll get it done they, they, will. they will get it done and you'd rather them take the time and find the right player for the right yeah. price than, no, than just you know do a, do a villa but they have found players they want and the problem is the market because um, the international tournaments over the summer and the fact that uh, the transfer window is, is finishes earlier this year, I know it did last year as well, but it's still a new thing, it means you've got less time to sign players, which means that the prices are ramped up. And the market's just gone gone cuckoo over the past couple of years. You know, speaking to someone senior at, at the club this week, and he said that, that, that there, basically there isn't really a market anymore because there's no consistency you, there's no there's no value that you can put on a that you can put on a player and mm. think that and think oh that that that's in line with the market because it's literally it's name your price at the moment that's what everybody's doing Harry Maguire ninety million you know it's it's name your price it's ludicrous and that that has a knock on effect for every single club and that's why I know they've come close to a couple of deals um, and I know they're fr- they're frustrated about the money that they're being asked for and we've seen what we have seen with Foson over the last three years they won't pay it over the odds. Mm-hmm. So um, that's the sticking point, but yeah. th- they'll get there. They'll get there. Can we expect to see signings? Can you put a timeline on it? Do you think no, no, that, that 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 wouldn't be fair. They, yeah. they, they they could sign someone tomorrow, or they could wait until August the eighth. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's just just the way it is. I, I know I know that they've been they've been in discussions all summer. So if there's, if they suddenly get a couple of green lights, then they'll drop it and they'll do it quickly. So. But no, you can't put timeline on it. I think I think what doesn't help is people, certain people on Twitter and on the mix and all this kind of thing saying big signing, imminent signing happening today. Everybody gets really excited and they put two and two together and just get eight. And no one knows, do they? And the people are trying to, you know, 
get a name for themselves or say they're in the know and, and sometimes it just raises hopes and raises expectation when it's not going to happen um, yeah yeah it probably probably frustrates frustrates wolves and the, and the people at wolves that, that do read those platforms because you know people sound so convincing w- w- when they do this thing and then you know you see a picture of Diego Costa knocking around with someone who's got links to wolves and everybody just assumes that it's that it's recent but well, no, James it Rodriguez it was, in, a, in, a, in a you know some some golden black kickers or whatever and all of a sudden yeah know. James Rodriguez James Rodriguez has been, been to the wolf shop um, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah it's 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 just just a bit daft but hey this is the way it is the same every year but the fact that they're not signing players just kind of increases that that frustration but just stay off social media if you don't fancy it yeah um, right well we, we kind of briefly touched on the four depart no three or four departures so let's let's have a chat now um, about them uh, one of them Helder Costa obviously you know some great memories from Helder um, that championship season that first championship season he was he was, he was incredible wasn't he um, but look that, that ankle injury never really came back showed a couple of glimpses away at Spurs and a couple of other games but you know his time was, was kind of up in a wolf shirt are you a bit of a surprise are you surprised that it's been a permanent and maybe it wasn't just a loan for a season um, I mean, out of the two, Costa and Cavalero, you know, they wanted to sell one. They didn't want to loan both out. And I know that that's what's happened, but but looks at Leeds have to buy yeah. Costa. It's an obligation. Yeah. Um, it's, I'm sure it's FFP issues, which is why they want to put it back to next year. So I'm not I'm not surprised he's gone. Um, I think Leeds is a good move for him. I think he'll do well there. I think it's helpful. He's got Barry Douglas with him, and he just didn't he didn't prove himself to be a premier league player last last season that was his year he had a long run in the team at the start of the season and it just didn't happen for him and then you saw visibly from kind of february march onwards that yeah. his, his confidence had just gone yeah. and he wasn't making an impact from the bench and then nuno stopped using him so it was only one way it was going to go and the best we saw of him yeah was 2016 17 when he was he was the go-to man everything went through him he sort of, I know he's kind of playing on the right, but sort of had a free role to do do whatever he wanted. To be honest, I don't think I don't think Zenger and Lambert particularly asked him to track back, mm. and he thrived and produced some some magical moments. Re- he really, really did. Uh, Anfield away, probably probably being the highlight, um, or that goal at home to Cardiff. There were quite a few. So, but then after his ankle injury, yeah, n- never quite the same. And I don't think I don't think. I don't think he fits into Nuno's three-five-two, um, and hasn't really worked well in Nuno's as well in Nuno's formations. So, good, good price. De- do you feel? Yeah, definitely, really good price. Yeah, mm. fifteen million, very good. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed with Cavallaro going. I thought that this season um, we didn't really get too much of a look in last year, or, or and, and I think you know we talked about him being one of the best finishers in the squad. I think maybe confidence issues towards the end of the season with not playing um, kind of affected him, but especially with. Like we say, Europa League and, and Carabao Cup and FA Cup and, and some Premier League and playing Thursday and Sunday. I thought Cav would have been used more than a lot more than he would have done last season. I still think there's a little bit in there. I'm a bit, I'm a bit disappointed. What do you think? Um, I think that he never really got a full run of games last year, and I think he needed that to get the best out of him. Again, he's a victim of Nuno's formation. I don't think the three-five-two naturally suits him, and that's the way that's the way they're going. That formation works so well for them. Um, and we kind of had a, a sit down with Nuno a couple of weeks ago, uh, myself and a few of the other local uh, written press, and he sort of he explained the formation change and how how it kind of gives his gives his team um, extra flexibility with that extra man, i.e. Dendonka. So anyway, the the, the point is um, he feels it really suits the team and the players, and, and it's here to stay. So Cavallero doesn't fit into that formation anymore. Um, he didn't do enough with the chances he had last year, but like I said, he did need a run of games. What I would say with Cav, two things. One, I'm surprised he hasn't got a Premier League club. 
one mm. of the one of the newly promoted teams. Sure. I thought. I mean, in the championship, nine goals, twelve assists. I think in the in the in the title season, I thought he's, I thought he was outstanding. And um, and Wolves' best player on his day in that championship season, on his day, he was unplayable. Um, and the other thing to say about Cavalero is Nuno is a uh, big focus on him for a small squad, and that he doesn't want players on the fringes not doing anything. And because he's massively into team spirit and team harmony. I'm not saying Cavalera is necessarily a bad apple, but I think if he was on the fringes and not starting every week, then he wouldn't be one to kind of sit there and take it as well as maybe others. So I think that's... You, that's I pr- kind that's, of want that for my players. I want no, them to be no, frustrated. No, no, but if, he, if he's going to potentially influence others within the squad and not being happy, and I think that's the idea behind it. Not necessarily talking about Cavalera here, but he doesn't want players... On the fringe of the squad, you know, bad mouthing the manager, bad mouthing the club, or whatever, just kind of that kind of poisonous attitude that that can impact on others. That that's that's the kind of theory, one of one of the theories behind having the small squad. And if he thinks that that Cavalero would not be um, would not be a very kind of positive influence or take it very well, unlike someone like John Ruddy, who's still a massive influence in the dressing room. You know, Cav's not that type of player, so I think that's that's part of it as well. Yeah, but the problem the problem is. Um, and we talk about the medical department having an incredible record and, and, and quite rightly so they worked bloody hard to keep these players fit and it showed the other night again how fit they were because in that heat it was something else however you know it's going to happen at some point I know we keep on saying but it will happen there will be a bad injury to a key first team player and sometimes you know we talk about this formation or whatever but you might have to change formation and in, you, you go into a sophomore season a second year season in, in, in the um you know, in the Premier League, people are going to work you out, and you're going to have to adapt. I'm just, I just don't quite know um, whether that was the right, the right choice. If they bring three, four, five players in, and actually no, I'm going to say four or five players in. I don't think you bring two or three players in and then and then replicate. You know, they've let Cavalero go, so they've got to bring in people a lot better than Cavalero. They can't bring in Cavalero type players then. No, no, but it's not necessarily about that. It's about somebody who can fit into three, five, two. I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure he necessarily does, to be honest. Um, I, th- I, th- I think I think that's the main point. With yeah, him. but he changed last season. He, cha- he changed it. You know, he changed the formation. What, what's to say he might not change back yeah, again? Yeah, but as as it stands, he's playing three five two every single game, and Cavalero doesn't fit in. So, he, and he, and he likes players um, with flexibility that play more than one position. He's mm. massively keen on that. So, someone like Troyore, a good example of that, can now play in two positions. He Did can't, he play can't... a bit of a bit up front though last season as well, Cav? When he was asked, yeah, a bit up front. But it, but but if he can only sort of play up front. Mm. And that's it. Mm. He's not a wing back. He's not a centre midfielder. Mm. If he if he can only kind of half play one of the positions, then then what what, what use is he? Yeah, I, I get that. But then you've got Raúl Jiménez, and you haven't got anyone else at the moment. No, so. no. But that, that's the point, though, isn't it? That that once they're bringing these replacements, then it'll be clear that they've got enough players to cover all the positions. And if 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 Cab doesn't fit into the formation that they play, then what, why would he stay? Yeah, I know. I guess I just you know I just think games like Crusaders second leg and you're 4-0 up or whatever and you know you're playing at a plastic pitch because it's a 4G pitch that they play on or a 5G pitch whatever it is these days I think you can play him anywhere really play him on the left play him up front play him just off this off the striker I don't know we'll see we'll see we'll see with the sound next few weeks it'll be interesting whether they made the right decision or not I hope they have um, right um, another 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 departure and this was a bit more of a shocker um, I guess for people who, who weren't on the inside was Laurie Dalrymple yeah yeah well no it, it, it Kind of heard heard rumblings about it, um, but it was still a surprise that he actually, that he actually left. You know, hadn't really been seen around the club and difficult to to contact for a little while. And then um, yeah, the bombshell just just dropped that he'd gone. So obviously, 
um, disagreements between him and the board, between him and Jeff Shee on a number of issues. You know, you, you can take your pick really. Um, Molyneux redevelopment being being the big one, but you've got you've got lots of other things knocking around ticket prices, um, sponsorship kits, uh, this thing where. Um, Staff can't have uh, free season tickets anymore. You know, lo- 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 lots of things like that. Potential um, disagreement points. You know, they're very different. They're very different people and come from very different backgrounds and sort of probably have more ph- different philosophies on the way that the club should be run. You know, Laurie Dunn was a very kind of pragmatic guy. Um, Jeff Sheehan Foson far more kind of outlandish with their ambitions and you know kind of say oh you know nothing can't be done mm-hmm. and I think that's it really and do you think it was just a clash of personalities that was it then yeah I think so I mean I'm surprised that Laurie's kind of lasted this long to be honest anyway and potentially Kevin Thelwell as well I mean you know when they when Jez Moxie's roles were divvied up in 2016 was it um, into two which then became you know sporting director and managing director I didn't, I didn't think that, that the pair of them would last long at all, to be honest, because you just expect Foson to bring in their own people for such senior positions. Mm. And I think Laurie's, Laurie's done a very, very good job with lots of lots of aspects at the club, um, very popular with the fan base, you know, pretty much as popular as a managing director will get, you know, and very engaging on Twitter and, and done lots of nice things for the fans. Um, and Kevin Thelwell's found, found, kind of found a role for himself as well, really, um, particularly in terms of, like, domestic buyers and youth development and is sort of a, effectively a sort of a football chief executive now um, and obviously you've got you've got George Mendes for, for the big deals for the big mm. the big first team deals but everybody seems willing to accept the roles and the way it works yeah so it is it is a surprise uh, the, the potentially problems ahead you know we understand Jeff Shee is going to be taking on a, a, his duties but We'll see how that works out. You know, is Jeff Shee qualified for that role? Um, has he got enough time in his hands to kind of be, be splitting his roles? Are they going to bring someone else in? Um, obviously, I mean, Laurie's on gardening leave, so there'll be no, there'll be no kind of imminent appointment, that's mm. for sure. Um, so it's 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 a surprise and a potential bit of turmoil where Wolves don't need it. I mean, Laurie's such a safe pair of hands and um, will be missed by the club for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. but but if he's not if he's not right for Foson, then it's not a tenable relationship going forward, is it? So, do you expect Jeff Shee to 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 do this going forward, or do you think they'll, they'll bring another person in, maybe maybe someone local or someone from China? I, I I can't imagine that they wouldn't make an an appointment in the long term. Okay, um, but this is not really kind of newsworthy things, so it was why you wouldn't have heard about it necessarily. But there's been lots of changes in staff in the last year to eighteen months. Some of them kind of natural departures, but but some not. Um, in kind of commercial, media, legal, HR, ticketing, there's been a lot of changes, a huge turnover, lots of um, lots of well-known faces left the club. Paul Richards, the liaison officer as well, he's left the club after after a, a, a long period of time, uh, a couple of months ago. Some people know as, as Rico on Twitter. So... Um, Lots of change, but as long as the team's winning, then yeah, um, well, that's then it, no, it? No, no one will care. Absolutely. Um, so that's three three main departures. I've said the biggest till last, Tim. Um, absolute bombshell um, of a departure um, announced um, a few weeks ago now. Um, the person leaving is very close to me um, in, 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 in seating arrangement and not in, not, not in my heart, although some people would say, would, would, would disagree. The person leaving is... It's Mr. Tim Spears. What? 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 Leaving? (laughs) Going? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 
What, sorry, so, sorry, sorry. So, so what? T- tell me. I know you can't say too much at this moment in time, but um, but yeah, you're, you're on your on your way out. You're leaving the Express and Star. Well, I mean, Laurie's job came up, and they thought yeah. I was the, they thought I was the man for the job. It's actually one of the questions, actually. <laughs> uh, say, saying when when's Laurie going to be on the podcast, and uh, when are you going to turn up in a in, in a wolf's in a wolf suit? Um, yeah, no, I'm leaving after ten very happy years. At the Express Star, um, wasn't looking, wasn't looking to leave at all. Everyone knows, I'm sure. You know, I love my job, but an opportunity too good to turn down has has come up. Um, you've got me for a few weeks yet, not leaving just yet. But yeah, um, real kind of wrench, wrench to leave, to break up the marriage, um, uh, and <laughs> don't get me started. Um, but the 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 good thing, or or, or the bad thing for my many abuses, is that I'm still going to be covering Wolves full time. Mm. just for somebody else so I'll still be just as active on Twitter as I yeah. am now people, in fact people on Twitter who don't know I'm leaving just won't notice any type, any type of difference whatsoever no. I'll just be tweeting just as much um, but working for someone else doing doing kind of very different articles um, all of which will kind of become clear in the near future so uh, yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely but you know plenty pl- plenty of time to uh to enjoy, enjoy the final few weeks and, and chat a little bit about that in the future. Um, right, okay, here we yeah, I've go. Yeah, got, got, we've, we've still got a few parties left in us here. Yeah, damn right we yeah. have, 100%. Don't, we're not going anywhere anytime soon, I promise you that. Well, well, well we are, but but it's, it's quite, it's fairly soon. But it's not, it's not imminent. I've got, I've got, I've, I, don't actually, I don't actually know my, my final, final date yet, but I've got, I've got no. definitely got a decent few we've weeks got, left. Yeah, we've got like... 50, 60 potties in this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but no, I'm, I'm I'm really sad to be I'm really sad to be leaving. It's a really tough decision, but um. So yeah, well, what what else can I say? Yeah, Sorry. you'll address the peeps, I'm sure, when the time is right. Okay, and um, we've got some questions from the be- from the peeps. Are you ready? Yeah. You ready? You ready? You ready? 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 Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Stu says, uh, "Do you think Tim ordered that eyeball anus thing as a sly revenge from the last season's fish gate?" I'd love to say that was true. It didn't look like eyeballs on, on the picture, though, did it? No, it didn't. No, it just looked circle like meaty beef balls. Although my mate Danny was showing me that app last night where you can hover hover your phone over Chinese words and mm. then it tells you what it is in English. Yeah, I, I mentioned mean, that about twenty minutes ago, but you know, you weren't listening, were you? Did you? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was. Do you know what? I'll, I'll show. What? I'll show you what I've been googling later. Go oh God! <laughs> <laughs> I walked in last night. Jesus. It's a good thing there's a box of tissues next to your bed. Uh, Wolf Gravy. Wolf Gravy's back on Twitter. Is he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's back. He's oh, back. I missed that on the news. No, he's back, Gravy. Um, any chance of a Fosun shirt? Um, so, so Wolves um, um, didn't have their, their new logos um, embezzled or embezzled or whatever it is um, across their, their their chest last oh, two nights ago, I think it was, against Newcastle. Why is that, Tim? Because uh, Wolves' new sponsor, <clears throat> Manbet X. Is that what it is? Man what? Manbet. Manbet. Oh, is it Manbet X? With a McDonald's sign. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, you're not allowed to have betting companies uh, on sponsorship in China. Right. So that's how Fosun is said. It looks lovely. Looks smart. And the away kit looks boss, as the kids would say. Boss. Uh, well, it looks great. Anyway, it's, it's far better. It's far Sick. better. It's much better than last season's and better than the home kit for me. I think the away kit's fantastic. Even even with the sponsor. I was going to say something about the sponsor then. <laughs> but they, I'm sure they're lovely people. Um, doing great work <laughs> for the community. <laughs> uh, so, and um, but the, Yeah, but with the Fosun logo on the away top again, it looks fantastic. Um, what do you think of the home kit? Oh, there's a big, big Ferrari around it. Um, it's okay. It's difficult because... Uh, you, 
the problem is you've got to have you've got to have a new kit every year, mm. and it's gold shirt, it's black shorts, and gold or black socks. Yeah, and there's not much you can do with that really. You can't have stripes. Um, you can't have blocks like like Blackburn. Mm. You can't have hoops. So what do you do with it? You've got to do something different to make people buy it, and a lot of people have bought it record yeah. sales. But equally, you kind of want, you want wanted to keep it simple and traditional, but they've got to do something with it. Yeah, yeah. I thought last year's was great, different color, inventive, looked really neat. This year, I mean, I don't like the collar, um, but if they have a great season, then it'll be remembered as one of the best kits of all time. <laughs> no, it'd, be, it'd be an iconic kit if, yeah. they, if they win a trophy. Yeah. So again, that's, that's the way it goes, isn't it? But uh, I mean, the uh, cage they wore the shirt in in Shanghai. <laughs> but as um, as a garment, I mean, I'm not a huge fan. No, as a garment, yeah, you're not a huge fan. I, well, I, won't, I won't wear it. I won't, I, well, I won't wear it full stop. That would just be ridiculous. But do, do you um, do you think the shirt last season was an iconic shirt? Because a lot of people love that shirt now. I think that'll go down in history as one of the one of the best ones of recent times. Really? Yeah, Did I you buy know. it? No. no. Under what circumstances would I wear a wolf's top? There's a lot of people wearing wolf's tops around here. Yeah, but I, I'm a I'm a neutral journalist. <laughs> and you saw for who? <laughs> so, but how can I? How can I? In what circumstances can I wear that? Um, well, you can wear that any time around the streets of Wolverhampton. Filth on the back. <laughs> filth one. Filth sixty nine. I was going to say filth sixty nine. Nag, Nag at King Wolf eighty four. Um, what's the best slash worst, most exciting transfer rumours that he, you've covered in your time? Uh, Balotelli was a funny one. Ah, um, that came out of nowhere. The Sun actually ran that as a story, which was embarrassing. Wow. Uh, Taliska. Yeah. Taliska was like the first. It was all very new, you know. Wolves were just linked with people, super like, players, with people like Joe Mason when I started. Yeah, and Chris, no, no disrespect to Joe Mason and, and Chris Wood perennially linked Aww. to Wolves. Um, and then, then a year later, it was um, Taliska. Yeah, and he was pictured at Birmingham Airport, and and I, I was quite new to this at the time. This, yeah. this kind of crazy um, transfer soap opera. Yeah, all played out online with with fa- people purposely putting out fake rumors, mm. etc. And the yeah, Taliska thing just went on, went on and on and on and on. Yeah. I had people who really, really, really think they're in the know and, yeah. and probably are saying, "Look, he's signing, he's signing, he's signing. It's absolutely happening." And yeah. then you speak to people at Wolves, and they're like, "No, yeah. absolutely not." Yeah. And he's pictured at the airport because he was playing there for Benfica. Yeah. Came over to England, so that was just that was ludicrous. Yeah, bizarre. The, the, I, I, they're quite fun now. The, the Diego Costa one was was quite fun because mm. you just knew from you knew from 100% from, it wasn't from minute one that he's the least likely player to join Wolves <laughs> they, you know they're all about sorry what was that Costa is extremely expensive uh, an ageing player and, uh, and a bit volatile, of, a bit of a knob, to be honest. So, <laughs> okay, I was, okay, well, okay. So, volatile, a bit of a knob, you know. So it's, you know, Nuno likes a harmonious squad with young players and folks enough value for money. So yeah. it's on no level would that work. So I, that, that was quite. No, funny, but looked really. him. There's a picture. There's a picture. No, yeah, there's, there's a picture out there from two years ago it's, that people thought it was. It's happening. It's happening. People who you know are quite well followed on Twitter put yeah. it out there. I mean, it's a bit embarrassing, really. Three years ago, I'd have had a proper panic about that. Thinking, yeah, like, must be true. Must be true. But now you just you've seen it all before. You yeah, just like no way, Marcus. Rashford as well that was a funny oh one yeah year. Rashford yeah absolutely it's always well around pre-season that was last summer yeah, wasn't it yeah but if you see people say incoming 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 and then and then a transfer will happen which it will be the next couple of weeks I told you so I told yeah, you yeah, so yeah, 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 oh, yeah. goodness yeah. me John Charlesworth um, an obvious question to ask I know but on a scale of 1 to 10 how worried should we be about the lack of signings Wolves have made this summer 
Um, also, does anyone know if the Chinese Wolfie will be available to buy in the Wolf Shop? No, it won't, unfortunately. Um, it's only available over here. I don't know how much it is, actually. Well, the Chinese Wolfie, what, you mean the, the, the black like, cat thing? Yeah. Oh, I saw how much it was yesterday, and it, because we were going to buy it for the missus. Yeah. Do you know how much? 45 quid. Wow. For that little thing, yeah. I mean, it's high-end fashion. It's not, there. you know, it's not a Chinese Wolfie as such. It's actually no. a mascot for the mall and for... Oh, yeah, for no, absolutely. Okay, They're just tarted yeah. up in gold and black. Yeah, but. yeah. But you can't buy it in the gold and black colours. It's basically just its naked self. Right. If that makes sense. Yeah. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how, how, should, how, how much should fans be worried? How much are you worried? Uh, just just more with the ta- with the timing, really, like I said. So we've not made... Got to say, with, with an asterisk, that they've spent um, 44 million this summer um, on Jimenez and Dendonka. Yes. And, and I know they're last season plays, but still, just to point that out. Uh, I'm probably up to a four by now, just uh, just on the timing. I, 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 more for the fact that I'm I'm a bit disappointed they haven't got me in for a full preseason with Nuno. Yeah. But I know that that they would have wanted to do that and they just haven't been able to. But mm-hmm. it's uh, disappointing. Okay, Wolfie's got uh, three quick questions. Okay. Uh, first one: What colour do you think the third kit will be? Uh, will there be a third kit? I don't know. So what I would like to see, and actually Gravy says as well, I like to see him in red. Uh, I like to see him in red. I think red would be nice. They've never really had a red kit. I know. Chinese, red, lucky uh, colour. Well, except, except for their first ever kit in 1877. Really? Red and white stripes. Was it? Mm. Goodness me, controversial. Uh, not not really at the time. No. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, where's the golden black, they were saying? Um, they're probably some kind of fluorescency number, I think. What are you doing, by the way? What are you writing? Oh, just go, um, Crusaders are in the North Bank quadrant next Thursday. So oh, just, right, just okay. tweet that out. Okay. Um, you carry on doing two or three jobs at once, it's fine. Don't concentrate on the podcast. You're leaving, it doesn't matter. I can listen, it's fine. Uh, will this China tour be an annual Wolves trip after the success of this one? Um, I wouldn't be su- I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, we were talking about this last night, weren't we? As, mm. as to where they might go. I mean, America's. I'm America's surprised you remembered. So I'm another one, please. Um, um, <laughs> 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 I'll tell you what. I wasn't as bad as the Chinese guy I was with, who I made friend made friends was with. He, last was he mortal? I, I left um, early and uh, try to get some sleep for this podcast that's actually been recorded um, an hour and a half later than than, than we anticipated because someone got in at what time? Uh, I was asleep by six. Wow! Wow! So was he absolutely gone, this guy? Um, it was another guy, this was. <laughs> was it okay? uh, this, he calls himself Jay-Z. And um, he's a big Davy Bowie fan. His English wasn't horrendous. Right. He could swear like a trooper. He knows all the swear words. Is even, he? even the C word. No way! How brilliant he was. Um, and he was terrible at pool, so he kept having to swear after his shots. Okay. And he's got a love of David Bowie. Um, <laughs> Interesting. And he just we, we, we bonded. We bonded over David Bowie. And, um, you like? Are you a big David Bowie fan? I, 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 well, I can really, yeah, sort of. And he's he's an amazing kind of person. We, you know, and his catalogue is amazing. Got his greatest hits, right? So um, anyway, no, we bonded. You killed we bonded. me about your taste. No, we bonded, and um, then he started singing "Space Oddity," and it was the worst rendition I've ever life. But he wants, I think he wants to be a singer. This guy, because he oh played he play guitar. Because I'm not going to do the accent. Well, the old, um, go on up, please. <laughs> no, we, haven't been kicked, no. we haven't been kicked out of the country yet. No, he's like, I play Space Oddity. And it, it did guitar. Uh, and, oh, and then he goes, um, and then he goes, um, uh, David Bowie changed the world, uh, and I want to change the world as well. And then he started singing. Oh, God. <laughs> Just uh, impromptu, straight off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was absolutely horrendous. Was, I was it? I was like, best of luck. They love the karaoke crazy. bars here, though, to be fair to yes, them. Yes, they do, yeah, yeah. No matter how good or bad they are. Yeah. 
Not um, good situation. What was the question? I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Will this China tour become annual trip? Is, oh, that, is that the question? Yeah, so we were talking last night, um, America would be a logical one, uh, mm. somewhere to go. Mm. Um, to expand over there, I think that they'll do that at some point. You've got you've got Jimenez and the Mexico link over there, which is massive, yeah, and not something that they were necessarily anticipating, you know, when they yeah. signed it. But they told this week they've got five times as many Facebook followers in Mexico than they have here, in the UK, yeah, which is astonishing. Mm-hmm. So that might be something to exploit. However, if they want to be big in China, and yes, we're all surprised, nicely surprised by the reaction and the amount of fans they've got here. It's still it's still not many no. compared to like Liverpool and Man United, yeah, Man United, yeah, Man City. They'll get they've got thousands of people following around. You know, yeah. Wolves, are, Wolves are just like a few hundred yeah. hardcore fans following around. And, you, and by the way, you do get people waiting at the team hotel for autographs yeah, and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. <clears throat> that's just for us. But if they want to if they want to really really expand in China, they'll have to come back. And it's so easy for them to do it here because mm. it's Fosa owns so many buildings here and hotels, and they know exactly what exactly what they're doing. Mm. That I won't be surprised at all if if they came back. Um, Joshua Jimenez to break the twenty goal barrier this season. Jota, you think he will? Yeah. Okay. I think he's gonna have. I think he's gonna have a a breakthrough year in terms of stardom. I think he'll be a top top Premier League player. I'm sad that he's. I tell you what, so sad that he's ranked as a forward now in Premier League though. Yeah, I saw his, that. Knocks his value yeah, 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 that yeah. does. Although he's still only six and a half million, which is an absolute bargain. I'm sure he'll be in a lot of teams, but. Uh, He'll yeah. get lots of goals and assists this year. Yeah, well, I mean, let, let's let's come on to that then because we're going we're going to preview the, uh, the the Asia Cup final, Asia Trophy final a little bit. Um, look, carried on where he left off last season, double against a a, a a dire Newcastle side, and they were poor, weren't they? But I mean, goodness me, I thought Wolves were top draw in those conditions. No, they were. They were. You, you've got to, you, of course, you've got to take into account um, how shambolic Newcastle are yeah. they're a week behind Wolves in their preparations which is always a factor I remember when Derby beat Wolves last year mm. and Nuno was like hey they're one or two weeks ahead of us mm. here it definitely has a big impact and yeah shambolic no strikers you know no um, Rondon Perez have gone Dwight Gale I don't know what's happening with him He wasn't. he's not around either no. long stuff on the bench awful team on paper, on paper really yeah. by Premier League standards the relegation team on paper definitely and new manager announced what 90 minutes before kickoff, which is just bizarre um, you've got Chinese fans singing Ashley out yeah. in kind of broken broken English. Ashley out. It's just ridiculous. So the whole the whole club's channel has got to be taken into account. However, what what really impressed me about Wolves was the, the kind of creativity and the movement and the passing range was very slick. Mm. And also finishing. You know, we saw time and again last year that even against uh, teams that they should have beaten, you know, they couldn't score because they weren't clinical enough. So to score four times, yeah. albeit one and own goal, really impressive. And they could have had more, they created far more chances than Newcastle. Pass accuracy was far higher as well. I think it was up in the 90s for the team. So um, really impressive performance. Some good individual performances. I didn't do player ratings because I think it's, it's unfair been, yeah. in those conditions. And also it's pre-season anyway. But Jota and Johnny were very good. Mm. Traore was quite impressive at right wing back, which bodes well. Thought young lads did well as well. Um, young lads did well. Bolly was very good. Gibbs White definitely massively impressed with him in a new role and he's having a good week first ever senior goal took it well which bodes well as well he needs more of that this season and yeah the kid, kids came on do well I, oh, speaking to some of them afterwards it's just absolutely fantastic I love this every pre-season this happens you get you get a couple of kids or a few that, that get minutes and they're having the best time of their life yeah. and, and they're thinking wide-eyed yeah. that this that they're going get, to yeah. get in the squad here and but this season there's generally a chance that that will happen. Certainly, some kind of, of these could play second second leg Crusaders if they no, win. definitely, and certainly kind of like seventeenth, eighteenth, nineteenth mm. man in the squad. Yeah, like Kilman was a lot last year. Fantastic yeah. experience. <clears throat> Dion Sanderson, Wensfield lad, 
came on after 62 minutes of the night, right wing back, <clears throat> did very well. And um, spoke to Terry Taylor the other day. Really, really nice guys um, here to make a name for themselves and confident yeah. that they can do that. And it's a great opportunity. Uh, Rob Cartwright, I mean, we've got a few questions now. So um, I'm going to blast, let's blast through them five minutes. Let's try and get 10 questions in five minutes. Okay. Okay, 30 seconds an answer. Uh, Rob Cartwright, how was the bolognese from the mystery meat, dog meat, i.e. the dog's ball? Good. It went all right. It went fine. I had it with um, mushrooms and tomatoes and a bit of cheese. Mm-hmm. And it was nice. Just a little bolognese. It was. It, it wasn't dog. I mean, it was. It was. It was dark it wasn't meat. Be- it wasn't. It wasn't beef. It was dark meat. It was dark meat with with lots of fat in there and grizzle. It, it, it wasn't as wasn't as bad as what you've been eating this week. No, it's true. Actually, it's true. At least, yeah. Yours was just um, just a lucky dip, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Kieran Goodwin, um, can I get your job, Tim? Um, and the culture is no. Is, uh, is the culture different over there? Uh, what have you learned so far about it? Uh, so, in some ways, they're very, very clean. The streets are very clean. They've got lots of people constantly cleaning them. Mm-hmm. Um, every, everyone here smokes, but you don't see kind of cigarette butts all over the floor. You, you don't see much litter on the floor yeah. either. Um, so they're very clean in one way, mm-hmm. and then in another, they're not. They spit everywhere. It's they absolutely spit. disgusting. <laughs> and then um, that's a lovely. That's a lovely noise. And uh, the toilets are just horrendous. Yeah, the public the public toilets are gross. Disgusting. Well, sometimes that the the one in the bar I was at last night was fine. What? And then um, was it? Not the one that I went to. The first bar. No, the one the one we ended up. Oh uh, uh, right, the one the first that was a squatting bar, squatting toilet. Okay, no, it's fine. Normal toilet and whatever, it's fine. And then at the at the stadium the other day, and at these like multi 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 million pound huge yeah. train stations. Yeah. You've got to you've got to squat over a hole. Not happening. Um, <laughs> Judah was devastated about it. Judah Judah needs to get to the loo oh. all day. We got back we got back to the hotel to the hotel to where we are apartment at midnight or one in the morning after the Newcastle game. Travelling back from Nanjing on the train, and um, I was trying to talk Judah through the next day's events in the lift <laughs> up to our apartment. And he was like, "Mate, can we just talk about this in a bit? I really need to go to the toilet." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I tell you what, Turtle Head United <laughs> wasn't great. Um, so, uh, you know, they're very much into. Uh, they do have certain customs, certainly on like a business level, in terms of like handshakes and status and stuff like that. But we haven't really encountered that because we're bottom feeders. Yeah. But um, uh, yeah, that's probably about it, really. Um, good thirty second answer that. Uh, Andy Roden four uh, nil. Uh, Wolves were, were Wolves that good or Newcastle that bad? Discuss. A uh, bit of both. Mm. To make up for the last answer being long, uh, that's all I'll say. Good stuff. Martin, uh, do you think if the megastore is planned to be bigger than it currently is, or do you know if the megastore is planned to be bigger than it currently is? It looked very small considering it's for the high-end retail sector. Uh, I read the mall isn't due to be open officially until September, so is the store still in development? No, You're the, doing a great job. The mall is open. Yes. Uh, there's a supermarket in there, which we've been to. There's, uh, there's a, couple, a couple of restaurants. I boiled my own chicken in there, carcass. <laughs> there's, um, there's a couple of restaurants upstairs. The foundation thing I went to yesterday with Gibbs White and, and the kids. There's, there's like a kids' area in there, which I went to. So it's all open. Yeah. It's just ha- half of it is behind a curtain. There's about five levels to it, and half of them are all closed off because they're, they're still getting the retailers in. So it's open. You can go. If you come to Shanghai next week, you can go to the Wolves Megastore. But yeah, it's, 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 just, it's, a, it's a bit on the small side. But like I said... They haven't got the fan base out mm. here yet. As much as we've said it's great, that the fans aren't here yet. So I'm sure it'll grow in time. Joe Hall, do you think given that Costa and Cav have gone and Trevor started yesterday, Nuno still sees something in him and he has in his plans this season? 
Who, sorry? Um, that, that now Costa and Cav have gone, that Traore... Oh, Traore, yeah, definitely, definitely. And um, again, to reference this Ryan, bloody Ryan Bennett interview, again, for a third time, but he was saying how Traore's really, really listened to everything that everyone's got to say. He really, he's very, very keen to learn. He says he's been faultless so far. He's doing his defensive duties, explosive in attack. I mean, the Chinese fans absolutely loved him oh, with, did, with, yeah. with a burst of pace the other day in a kind of a surreal atmosphere at the Nanjing Stadium. Um, so I think he did the two times he played right wing back last season against Cardiff and Burnley, he was one of the best players on the pitch. Now, I know that's two and two teams for the bottom end of the mm. table, but still, with a full pre-season under Nuno, I, th- I, think, you can, I think you can potentially be a real asset at right wing back and, um, and a great alternative to Matt Doherty because they're such different players. Where are we with Doc at the moment? So he's out for three weeks... Well, it's almost been two weeks since I think he picked up the knock. So he won't play next Thursday. I'll be surprised if he did anyway, so I don't need him. But he should should be fine for, for Leicester. But yeah, potentially with, with Traore. And then you've got Vinagra and Johnny on the other flank. Again, very different players, different options. Mm. And if to have the same on the right wing as well would be great. I bet Doc was gutted to miss the Shanghai trip, by the way. <laughs> Uh, Scrivo um, is on the on the um, on the blower says no idea if you know this uh, but the thought occurred to me earlier and I'm curious do the players get a cut of the money from shirts sold with their names on like the other entertainment industries do not that they need the extra cash uh, good question don't know but I doubt it okay I, I I'm pretty sure they don't um, Liam 99 they do get image rights though some of them uh, most amazing thing you've both experienced so far in China um um, so on the first day, we were massively jet lagged. Found our apartment finally. <clears throat> had to wait a couple of hours to get in. Got in, <clears throat> and then we had a nap. Uh, I left the curtains open. Woke up, and it was the sun was setting. And I woke up, and the whole room was orange. Mm. And I looked out, and the sky was orange. And the clouds were coming in, and the sun was kind of setting. But it's more to do with the pollution as well as the sun setting that everything just turned orange mm. and then looked out the window of our living room and the view honestly it literally t- took my breath away mm. absolutely stunning because all the clouds are kind of hovering over the top of these buildings you know some of them are so tall they're literally in the clouds yeah beautiful colors then all the um all the buildings lighting up mm. absolutely stunning that was that was i'll never forget that moment as yeah. honestly Totally breathtaking. Similar to that for me uh, was I went to toilet um, <laughs> in the Wonder Hotel um, and um, and um, yeah the little little toilets and sat down and it's a heated seat. I did my business. It was almost like a massaging sensation. And then an inbuilt sprinkler came up and I was like, "Whoa, hello!" Cleaned your tush. I was there for a couple of minutes. Absolutely incredible. So yeah, both both very similar from that point of view. Um, David Evans, uh, why don't we see TV adverts for certain products anymore? For example. When was the last time you saw a Club Biscuit ad, Ad Tango, Oxo Cubes, and Chicken Tonight? It's a good, 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 good question. Uh, what, just a good question. Was it a good, 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 good question? These things, these things sell themselves. Yeah. Penguin. We've talked about that, Jez Massey, about about current transfer activity. Wibbly's there. What's been your favourite goal to have covered together for the Express and Star? Goal. 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 Yeah. Wow. G O A L. Ah. Goal. I mean, my my favourite since I've been covering walls. You weren't actually there. Uh, Brent- Bristol City. No, Brentford. Brentford away. Uh, oh no, I wasn't there. Came from one 0 down to win two one in the last minute. Yeah. What was the Bristol City one? You're going to say? 
Was not a late, a late, a late goal as well? Oh, was this, you were, were you talking about Ryan Bennett's goal? You were there for that one. No, I wasn't. I was outside the stadium. Oh yeah, yeah. you you missed a few late winners. Uh, to be fair, Cardiff penalties. Never saw any of them. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, all the best moments in the last three um, years. I missed oh all god, them. yeah. Well, that's true actually. Bristol and Cardiff are right up there for me. Mm. So what would what would it be actually together? Um, oh, um, Neves Derby, surely. Yeah, Neves yeah. Derby. Neves Derby. Yeah. Or Jota Man United. True. I, th- I did thoroughly enjoy, I know it probably didn't have the same meaning, but I really enjoyed Costa, just the move at Spurs last season. That was good. And also the, the two goals in the semi, because mm-hmm. at the time, you know, before before the collapse, they, tell, they were amazing. I tell you well. what I did enjoy, just because it was in the early stages of, of upsetting the big boys, um, and can you do it on the on the big stage, or are you going to fold uh, Moutinho's strike at Man United? Mm, that's good fun. Yeah. Me, so. me and Brass. Okay, oh, the Brasmeister. I missed that guy. <laughs> Soon to be... No. Um, Harun Sandu is on. Um, will the distinct how flavoured ice cream make its way to Wolverhampton? Uh, I mean, b- b- Bully would hope so. Yes, Bully <clears> loved <throat> it. You know, you can't... You, if you eat that, then you've got to be... Um, you can't drive afterwards mm, because apparently alcoholic that. content. I've got to go and try that at this some point before we leave, by the way. The yeah. ice cream. Yeah, we'll okay. Go. Okay. Um, Angus Gill. Is the game on Saturday on at one thirty or 12.30? Okay, I'll tweet out a clarification. Uh, speaking to my mate at Sky last night, and he says it's it's been changed. We we think it's we're pretty sure it's twelve thirty. Uh, it was going to be one thirty, but we're pretty sure it's going to be twelve thirty. But I'll um I'll double check. I'm off to the Nuno presser in a bit. Premier League are there. They'll mm-hmm. they'll let me know. I'll just tweet it out. Are they replacing the seats in the upper tier of Steve <clears throat> Bull? No, I don't think so. Okay. It looks a bit looks a bit two tone. That stand. Yeah. yeah, that's fine. Um, emails got any emails for us. Emails. Emails. I saw a couple last night. Have you not got them? Yeah. Okay. Hit me with some emails, baby. We're okay. We've got um, we've got about mm, ten minutes left. Nine minutes left. Uh, Amar M. Tim, I can't believe you're leaving us. Is this your last poddy? No. If it is, perhaps coming back every now and then for a spe- every now and then for a special guest. Now and then, he's Chinese edition. Now and again for a special <laughs> guest, guest appearance wouldn't go amiss. It's a bit. It's a bit. I'm very wary of not doing Brent in the office and coming back uh, just to say hello and getting in the way. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll 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 move that on at some other point. I'll still be seeing you. I'll be seeing you just as so much as I do now. Yeah, I'll be yeah, seeing you yeah, every game, game yeah, moment away. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, what questions you got? Two questions. You, yeah. you're rushing me now. You're in a rush. Sorry. What's what's happening with signing a striker? We sort of talked about that. And more importantly, Tim, where are you working next? Oh, I can't really say. <laughs> Okay. I'm glad you screened these. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kieran Squire says, I asked this question as I watched the waves roll in on the sunny island of Boa Vista. Currently wondering which restaurant to visit tonight and should I fetch my fourth beer of the morning? Nice. Nice work. Uh, with Fosun wanting to grow the brand of Wolves and try to get involved in many of the foreign markets, could we see the signing of another big marquee player? So far, in each summer, we signed Cav, Neves, and then Martino slash Patricio that we've seen as quality players who will sell the odd shirt. And um, with the false reports of Diego Costa still fresh in everyone's mind, would it not be beyond the realms of thinking that bringing in a player of that size? Um, I completely agree, and that, that's the big thing that if they want to improve on the team that they've got, then they're sort of going to need to sign that sort of player anyway. Um, I think a centre half is, is still high on their list, and Ryan Bennett would look vulnerable in that situation but I'm not sure who else in the first team is necessarily vulnerable so I think we'll probably see a well-known defender come in um, and poss- possibly like a youngish striker to, to challenge Jimenez but um, we'll see we'll see uh, is that it? 
Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, so let, let's talk a little bit about before we before we go um, the Asia Trophy final. First chance of silverware for this season is Manchester City against Wolves um, in Shanghai. Looking forward to the game. Like I say, you're going to the press conference in a little bit. Um, the only thing that I would suggest and, and say because Manchester City had issues getting here, they arrived very very late. Um, I'm sure their team selection or Pep's team selection. Um, for the West Ham game was influenced in that they pretty much started a load of kids with David Silva and then and then played a few of the few of the big stars for the last twenty minutes half an hour in that game and still won comfortably. Um, the problem the problem is the problem is incredible uh, <laughs> scenes. The problem is with with Wolves doing the opposite and playing pretty much their full strength team with a load of kids and with Thursday being the most important game of course against Crusaders next Thursday will Nuno be inclined to start the kids but then it could be a huge mismatch with Pep ready to start the the, the regulars yeah i think in hindsight Nuno would have rested a few more first first teamers for Wednesday you know given how how diabolical Newcastle were because yeah Cody Bolly and and Bennett played 90 minutes on Wednesday, and I don't think he'd want him to play a full 90 in that heat again, ahead of flying back, jet lag, and then Crusaders. Unless he's planning on playing the kids against Crusaders. I mean, there, there is that there is that option, curveball option. Can't be, surely. Not, not, not a full team of kids, absolutely not, but maybe a bit of a mix. So, yeah, I think in hindsight he would have done it the other way around, because I'm not, as much as Nuno doesn't care about results at this time of year, to be hammered by Man City in Fosun's backyard would be a bit embarrassing, I think, and not something that they'd be willing to to risk. So I think we'll see a bit of a patched up mixed team. I, I don't think you can. I don't think you can play the same eleven again. You can't go to three three near full games in a week already, especially like the said, with the heat and the humidity and the travelling, which is a massive factor. That's the jet lag. So we'll see. I think you will play a bit of a mixed team, mm. um, as as will Man City. Yeah. Okay, good stuff. Uh, looking forward to it though. It should be should be fun. And look, no reason why they can't go and get the win. No, no. But as, as, I think as long as they don't lose heavily, then it's um, then it's, it's then they're not expected to, to beat Man City. And, so. and where's what do they do? They they leave early Sunday morning, I believe. Uh, I'm not sure what time the the players are flying, but it's it's on Sunday. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Just final time for <gasps> one section. <gasps> <laughs> It's abuse of the week. Abuse of the week. Abuse of of the the week. week. Abuse of the week. It's abuse of the week. It's the time for abuse of the week. Baby, Timothy Spears, the departing Tim Spears, what abuse have you got for the peeps? So a colleague of mine, not me, um, did a story about about staff at Wolves uh, who've had two pre-season tickets since day dot uh, that's been taken away from them this year it's thought that there's quite a few hundred tickets there nice perk of the job mm-hmm. um, staff kind of consider it really as part of their wage really sure. um, but with Wolves having now a waiting list of thousands it's decided that really they could do with selling those tickets so a colleague to the story I contribute to the story but it wasn't under my name mm. but a few people thought it was me Including Lee Smith. Oh, Smithers. I think Tim's piece today, again, I'll reiterate, it wasn't mine, uh, <laughs> is deliberately provocative as he doesn't mention the staff get a 50% discount for their tickets if they want to buy one. Okay. Um, and then Todd replies, it's almost as if he's waiting for a low ebb 
with Laurie Dalrymple going and a couple of players leaving, then drops the story. Wow. Again, we'll reiterate, it wasn't my story. Name wasn't on it. Um, there are perks at some jobs, but free season tickets, pretty good, etc. Uh, someone down under replies, Tim the twat is just shit-stirring. Uh, he loves having a pop-up Foson. You can guess what his article's for. This new venture uh, will be like once he's left the distress and stir. Oh, wowzer. <coughs> Dear me, again, wasn't that my story? But thank you. Um, also, uh, when I announced my departure from the Express and Star a few weeks ago. You what? <laughs> uh, I sent a lovely email by. Where is it? I've just lost it. Where is it? Where is oh, it? Where is it? Where must have been it? Where good. It? it was good. It was good. It was good. It was good. Uh, Silence is great on no, the podcast. No, I know, I know, I know, I know. It'll be worth it when I get it. Worth it when I get it. Right from from James Wilson. Okay, Willow, uh, who I presume is an Albion fan. Oh, okay. Email subject: Bye bye. <laughs> this is the day I announced my departure. Is this, is this personal email? Uh, and all is no no words, Nathan. No words. Oh. Just a picture, which I'll show you now. <laughs> Oh, that's fantastic. Please tell me you're going to tweet that with a poddy. I'm not sure. Uh, oh, please. It's incorporated uh, my head in, into, a, into a penis. Um, Some very hairy balls. <laughs> with two testicles below. Oh. And, and, and the, the tip, tip of the penis, instead of my he- top of my head, um, with, the, with the words Tim D. Head Spears. Uh, oh, that is brilliant. It is, it is brilliant. Uh, can I'm we put not, that I'm, on there? I'm not sure if I can tweet that out. Um, oh please! But thanks for that, James. Oh, that's superb! Please, oh, that's such a good picture. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's fine, mate. It's not fine. It's a picture of a penis. I'm not sure it's okay to put on Twitter. The green light. <laughs> You've been called a lot worse. Anyway, uh, yeah. Thanks for that. Good stuff. Is that it? Yeah. Okay, great stuff. So look, um, potty wise. Um, we might do one on Sunday. It just depends on how well this sends because um, our Wi-Fi connection is dire and it is everywhere with VPNs and firewalls and all that kind of thing. So we shall hopefully do one. Uh, we'll obviously be at the game tomorrow and we are going to do a podcast after, a late night podcast after, hopefully, a fantastic Crusaders win from the Europa League on Thursday night to go out Friday. Might even have some special news coming up as well. So stay tuned. It's great to be back. Tim, it's great to have you in the studio. This is a studio, is it? Yeah, it's a studio apartment. Yeah, it's been lovely, mate. Nice to be back. Great to be back. Uh, Hopefully you're going to enjoy plenty more to come. Happy days. We'll see you all in a few hours. Take care. Bye-bye.